your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Nationally, it is Budget Day and Carmel Marnan, who is Tax Director from Deloitte in Limerick, joins me on the line to give us a sense of what we can expect. Good morning to you, Carmel. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Not too bad. Now, it feels like if all the leaks are right, this is one of the bigger moves on personal taxation that we've seen in a number of years by the government on Budget Day. Yes, absolutely. So I suppose just to set the landscape for it, we're being told that the overall expenditure package between tax and social welfare will be in the region of 10 billion, which is obviously a massive figure. Um, but specifically to your point there, from, an, uh, from a worker's point of view, we're being told that there'll be no change in the tax rates. But interestingly, there will be an increase in the bans and the tax credits to bring them in line with inflation. And this was an idea that was first touted in the programme for government. Um, so what this means, at least at this stage, what we're being told to expect is that the entry point for people to pay the higher rate of tax of 40% will be closer to €40,000. So essentially, if your income is less than €40,000, you will pay 20% tax on it, which um, we're being told would give a single person a saving of about €800 and a married couple a saving of about €1,600. Mm. And the married couple, is that by separate assessment or joint assessment that you're talking about? That would be joint assessment and on the basis that both both people in the in the married couple are working in, like themselves individually. Mm. What's better as a matter of interest? Because you, you, you can be separately assessed as a married couple as well. Yeah, it, it works out. It, to be honest, it doesn't ultimately make a difference if both people are, are both people in the couple are earning over, say, about thirty thousand euro each individually. It only really comes into effect, Joe, if, say, for example, you have, um, you know, a couple and there's one person working outside the home and one person working in the home, for example, and there's, we say, one income only coming into the family. Mm. In that scenario, you can make a saving, but if both people are earning upwards of 30000 each, then there's ultimately no difference in what, how they'll finish up from a tax point of view. And Carmel, the philosophy around this presumably has to do with the fact that if they had impacted uh, on the rate of taxation, you know, the 40% down to 39%, the benefit if they hadn't capped it would probably be, frankly, for the wealthier, while th- this means that the so-called squeezed middle that everyone keeps talking about are likely to benefit. Exactly. And it's, I suppose it's something that they can do pretty quickly as well because, you know, we had heard in the last few months a suggestion that some parties in government had been keen to introduce a middle rate of tax. Um, again, the suggestion was 30% there. Um, but I think the mechanics of actually doing that in, in terms of actually implementing that would take a lot more time to, to do. So what they have done instead is do this increase to the bans and the credits, which is, I suppose is much easier to implement, as I say. And as you say, will implement, will make a saving to people straight away and does certainly target, I suppose, in theory, anyway, the people in the middle. Mm. How can the government afford to do this? Because obviously it will be welcomed by taxpayers, but it will mean less tax from that particular source going to the revenue. Well, what we're being told there is that um, that there's actually a significant surplus in the, I suppose, the revenue coffers and that this has been buoyed up certainly by, I think the way they termed it is volatile co- or corporation tax receipts in the last year. Um, but I would say, I w- what I would say in relation to that is I suppose the corporation tax receipts in the last year are being slightly flattered by, you know, the comparative figures for 2020 when we were all, you know, in, in the depths of COVID. Um, but certainly we're being told that there's significant money there in the government coffers to fund these measures. 
that we won't have to go um, and borrow from, you know, the world banks, similar to what we're seeing supposedly in the UK at the moment. And even I heard commentary this morning that the government have said that there's even, I suppose, money aside, if you like, in a rainy day fund, that if further measures were needed into the new year, that there would be more money there to make further, I suppose, adjustments if that was if that was felt to be needed. We're chatting to Carmel Marnan, who is tax director from Deloitte in Limerick. Uh, the budget is set to be announced at one o'clock today. And I was smiling to myself this morning, hearing all the speculation and seeing it on social media. I mean, there was a time when people would be fired for telling you what was coming in the budget, but it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Um, is that the only tax change that the government is making that you can see at this point? Um, yes, and as I said, it's really only a suggestion that there will be a change to bans and credits at the moment. Certainly, Joe, from what we've heard in, I suppose, the, the information that has come out, that there's no change, for example, corp- or corporation tax to capital gains tax or capital acquisitions tax. I suppose just from the vast side, the 9% rate which applied to the hospitality sector was due to finish at the end of February 23. And obviously there were some people calling for that to be extended beyond that time frame, but certainly all signals at the moment are that it will come to an end um, in February or at the end of February, and then it will go back to the 13.5% rate. So I suppose that's the only other uh, flagged potential change in, in tax rates as such. Mm. Uh, there was some discussion around what might be done for landlords, particularly the so-called accidental landlord. Uh, but it feels like, uh, a bit like what you mentioned on the VAT for hospitality, that politics may have put the kibosh on that too. Yeah, and again, um, yeah, certainly there was definitely calls, as you say, for, for some measures to be put in place there to keep more property in the in the market that could be you know put, put out for renting. Um, but certainly, again, what we're hearing in the last 24 hours or so is that nothing in particular that's going to be targeted at landlords, more so measures that will help the actual tenants themselves. So, again, at the moment, what we're hearing is that there will be a tax credit for renters of €500, Euros, which will come into effect for 2022, is what we're being told, and also another €500 Euro credit for 2023. So, again, at this juncture, it sounds like the, the measures in relation to property in that respect are being aimed at tenants rather than landlords. Mm. And if we put the conspiracy theories to one side that uh, Rich Rishi Sunak's friends are causing a run on the British pound to get at Liz Truss, uh, <laughs> the new British Prime Minister, um, after the mini-budget last Friday, and we take at face value what's happened there, it just shows how delicate, now I know the UK is a huge economy in and of itself, but it just shows how delicate getting a budget right can be. Absolutely. And I mean, that's certainly the case every year. But I mean, it's so true this year, Joe, because clearly, you know, I mean, if you think back on the last few years, what we've been through, we've had the threat of Brexit and all that was going to mean the uncertainty that that had brought in the run up to it. And then obviously we've had COVID and now we have, you know, a world, well, a war, I suppose, in the Ukraine and obviously the knock on effect on the world from an energy point of view. So really, you know, the last few years have been unprecedented and it's having an unprecedented effect. And I suppose there's such a level of uncertainty that in, try, in trying to formulate a budget, it really is, you know, a very tight balancing act. And I suppose we'll have to wait and see as the energy crisis progresses, why would there be a need to, you know, come back and revisit some of these measures again to do more? Mm. And, and is that why uh, they appear, the government, to be looking at two distinct parts? One is the recurring costs, a bit like the tax bans that you were talking about, that will have an impact uh, over many years unless they change them. And the other then are these one-off supports uh, across various sectors. 
Absolutely. And I think certainly what we're hearing is that these one-off measures, which, for example, are the likes of the, you know, the renter's credit there that I mentioned, the 500 euro supposedly for this year and 500 euro next year. Um, you know, we're being told that these are, are I suppose, one-off and that they will be coming pretty quickly. So, for example, another one that's being touted is this energy or electricity tax credit that will be aimed at households, which we're being told is 600 euros. And that will be paid over a couple of instalments. But again, that's all going to come in the next couple of months, um, certainly into just into the start of the new year, depending, I believe, on when people get their energy bills. So all of these one-off measures seem to be short-term in that they will be applied, and I suppose which is obviously a good thing because it's with an aim to get money back into people's pockets or at least save them having to take more money out of their pocket in the first instance um, in the short term. So again, I suppose it does feed back to the idea of conceptually anyway that there could be more to come depending on you know what way things go um, with energy and the war in the Ukraine. Mm. And commonly, so it's not just um, one-offs in social welfare, for example. They're looking at increasing the rates there, but then there are some double payments that will be a one-off. Correct. So again, we're being told that there will be um, a double child benefit payment. So we're being told that that's going to be €280 per child and is more than likely going to be paid around November time. Again, I suppose we'll have to wait for the details to see if that's actually the case today. Um, there is also being suggestions that there will be double payments for pensioners, um, that there'll be extra living alone allowances, for example, for pensioners and fuel allowances. Um, and obviously, as you said there, Joe, that the core, I suppose the core payments from the you know pension payments weekly are being suggested, we're being told anyway, that they will go up by about €12. Euros. Okay. So overall then, and I mean, you know, politics aside, because the government are going to say one thing later today, the opposition are going to say the other, um, is this likely to help people? Because on the other side, we have to remember interest rates going up, inflation, unfortunately, is still, you know, eight and a half to nine percent um, on average. And the energy crisis, as you mentioned, isn't going anywhere because of the war in Ukraine. I mean, I think it's certainly going to help people and definitely, like, certainly if we think about some of the changes we discussed there, some of the once-off payments, they will absolutely help people, particularly at this back end of the year when clearly, you know, there's a need for higher um, heating bills and, you know, I'm looking out of the rain here, I think, you know, naturally most people feel like turning on the heat on a day like today and obviously in the run-up to Christmas. I suppose the big unknown, Joe, is how long this crisis is going to go on and how much worse it could possibly get. So, you know, while these measures are really welcome, you know, you know, it is difficult for the government to put, you know, to put a marker in the sand and say this is this is going to be enough, because I think, you know, to be fair, nobody really knows how long this will go on, and as I say, how much worse it might get, and therefore whether these supports will go anywhere near far enough, or whether we'll have to come back and revisit them again. Okay, well, look, Carmel, we're going to talk to you tomorrow when we know for certain, although, as I say, we know a lot of what uh, the Minister uh, for Finance and then followed, of course, by the Minister for Public Expenditure as well, will say on their feet in the doll today. One last question. In the build-up to pretty much every budget for the last number, we have been given dire warnings by experts, but also by government politicians. We cannot depend on corporation tax, even though we're getting huge amounts of money from corporation tax, and we have been for many years now. Why are they so afraid of corporation tax? I suppose the corporation tax, they're looking at the wider global landscape, Joe, in that, you know, there's certainly been moves, obviously, for the, for the larger um, businesses worldwide that they will have to pay a higher rate of corporation tax. And indeed, for very large businesses here, the corporation tax rate will go to 15%. 
Um, but equally, I suppose there's always, like any like any business model, I suppose there's always a risk that if you are seen to be too dependent on any sectors, that if there's any ripples in those sectors, for example, the large multinationals or whatever, that the corporation tax receipts coming from them then would be affected. So certainly, you know, there's always been a push really to try and do more for the Irish indigenous business area and the SME sector so that, you know, given that the, the vast majority of employees in the country are employed by the SME and the indigenous businesses, that those businesses are just as equally supported as the multinationals. So that again, I suppose, coming back to the risk piece, that if there was ever, you know, any volatility in the sectors, I suppose, that, pr- that provide us with that corporation tax revenue, that we have our risk spread between the various, you know, types of businesses, that, you know, a shock wouldn't be, um, as, I suppose, as dangerous as it might otherwise be. So I suppose it just comes down to trying to spread the risk around where a corporation tax is coming from, and that if there is changes in that, you know, in those, in those companies that provide that revenue that were well spread to be able to get the money from from elsewhere basically okay all right well listen great to chat to you thank you very much you'll have a busy afternoon watching all of that happening in the doll we appreciate your time this morning we look forward to following up with you on tomorrow's limerick today show that's carmel marnan who is tax director from deloitte in limerick your views your news your limerick today with joe nash on